Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. Tune in for the Digital Government podcast every Wednesday. Welcome back. I'm your host, Federico Plantera, journalist, sociologist, and researcher. This is the Digital Government podcast, and today there is with us Marit Lani from EGA itself. So welcome back, Marit. Hi, great to be back. So Marit is the, one of the senior experts on uh, smart governance here at the Governance Academy and also now the program director, right? Yes, that's true. So with her, we're going to explore today um, a new, kind of new, but not really new, an updated rather uh, proposition, let's say, of the Governance Academy, which is indeed the digital uh, readiness review. Digital readiness review. So let's start exactly from, from the basics. So what is it? So the digital readiness review is something that we have um, kind of repackaged. It's the old digital maturity assessment that we have already been doing for years at the eGovernance Academy. Whenever we go to some new countries and want to understand what the current situation is, or if we start a project um, somewhere on a specific topic, then we usually try to analyze what is already existing in the country. And over the last months, we have been now reviewing the methodology for these maturity assessments. And we realized that because uh, the aim of these um, reports is not really to assess a country and to kind of um, necessarily place it at, uh, like just place it at a certain level of maturity, but rather it's to really understand the situation and and provide recommendations and really practical recommendations what the country could uh, do to improve um, the their digital situation or to move forward with digital transformation. So what we have done is um, we used to have uh, 12 different topics. Now we have a bit to rearrange these topics and we are now um, have um, defined 10 core topics that uh, we would like to review in a country. These are the kind of the core enablers of digital governance. And what we have done is also we have created subcategories for each of these um Uh, core topics. So the topics remain largely the same. We are still looking at um, political support and strategy, looking at coordination, financing, cybersecurity, data management, digital identity, and so on. But uh, we have now defined also subtopics and uh, and we are also kind of reviewing the different um, subtopics separately, pointing out what the strengths of the country are, or, or also it could be done at the regional level or an organizational level, but what the strengths are, what the areas of improvement are, and also then very importantly, we are providing recommendations for further steps. When you say organizational level, do you mean that not only countries can request like a digital readiness review or like not only national governments, but also other levels of governance or also other types of organizations. Yeah, we have uh, quite many examples where we have done these um, types of analysis uh, also at the regional level or at the organizational level. Most recently, uh, or we are starting um, a review process in uh, Sarawak in Malaysia at the moment. And we also just completed uh, the review of Georgia Railways, so at the organizational level. So we are using a kind of a similar model, but of course, at the regional level and especially at the organizational level, the um, focus is much more specific. So, for instance, for the um, Georgia Railway assessment, we really focused on the strategy and business model and we were reviewing different operational processes 
we were making even some recommendations towards uh, culture and personnel and um, kind of risks and compliance topics and, and so on. Okay, that's very interesting because I think that maybe, uh, actually without maybe, surely something that the audience would be interested in knowing is exactly that not just countries need a digital readiness review, but that also companies might be up for, um, as, yeah, we said not like assessing uh, ranking wise, let's say, but in any case, taking stock of the current situation rather, and uh, uh, and then eventually developing a uh, a transformation roadmap, whether that, of course, like includes, in our case, almost surely, some recommendations uh, in uh, on the digital topics. And since you said that there has been a, a reorganization of the of the topics that were assessed, you said before there were 12, and now instead there are about 10 key focus areas. One thing that I remember that we also talked about extensively in the, um, some of the early episodes, even like of the podcast, uh, with Hannes Sastok or with Linnar Wieck. It was, for example, that there are key enablers, as you also uh, mentioned, and as you also call them. And the key enablers were generally the um, electronic identity or like digital identity in any case, uh, the interoperability, and then of course, like the security in any case of the system. So here instead, when we talk about these 10 key focus areas, let's get into them a little more. So what are they? Yeah, we have separated a bit like, at least in our minds, uh, we are thinking about um, the areas that are really the the most uh, important core areas that influence all the other areas as well. And this is, first of all, political support. And uh, there has to be some kind of a drive at the highest political level to move forward with digital transformation. Otherwise, it's very difficult to for somebody at some IT ministry or authority to drive this process. There has to be this backing at the highest level. So, um, so we are looking here at uh, this uh, political or high-level agreement and the availability of a general strategy, but also different oversight mechanisms at the high level and also different supporting activities such as communication on digital governance uh, towards officials and uh, public, uh, the public in general. Then the second area, which is extremely important, is coordination. And here we also see that a lot of countries, they struggle with all the different other topics because there is some kind of confusion going on when it comes to the organization of e-government in the country. And uh, under the coordination topic, we also look at the general um, e-government architecture and uh, interoperability framework and digital infrastructure as well. And I think uh, the third would uh, like core area would be the financing model. Um, when we talk about what kind of financing is available to support all these projects at the government level, or it could also be external funding from uh, some donors that is used. And another topic would be cybersecurity. And this we have actually moved up in our methodology as um, kind of a more important priority area for the countries because this is really something that we cannot overlook anymore and we have also kind of refocused um, what we are looking at when we um, review the field of cybersecurity and we have uh, really kind of um, looked at how to how to be uh, how to give the best recommendations to countries when it comes to this yeah, and even to step up the game, let's say, so to say, in uh, on that field. and But this means that 
is the assessment, uh, is the review, yeah, <laughs> see, like, I'm, I'm just used to call it, like, the old way, but is the review then happening, so all the, all the fields that you have mentioned so far, some, for example, within uh, the organization of the experts and of the EGA personnel itself, like, they pertain to some areas of smart governance and some pertain to the areas uh, of specialization on cybersecurity, so does this mean that the uh, digital uh, readiness review is happening within EGA with the contribute with a more integrated and holistic, let's say, contribution from other experts that might not be involved uh, in that specific project in the first place. Yes, that's true. When when we reviewed this methodology, we also involved all of our teams, uh, all of our in-house teams, and we also included some of our external experts in from our expert pool. Uh, also, when it comes to, for instance, digital skills and, and the um, legal framework, also, we consulted some external experts as well. And there's actually one note that I have to make uh, for the legal framework, because it used to be a totally separate topic in this assessment methodology. And now we realize that maybe it's giving the wrong signal to the countries that a legal framework is something that should be kind of assessed or reviewed totally separately. But we actually, what we have done at the moment is that we have integrated the legal framework framework in different uh, subtopics of the focus area. So, for instance, now a legal framework is um, integrated under political support. It's integrated into cybersecurity, data management, uh, digital identity, and so on. So it's like one aspect of uh, the different core areas that we look at, because it's not a thing in itself, but it's rather supporting uh, the different fields. And in this sense, is this also like a hint to the fact that a reform in any case or a rethinking of the legal frameworks that could favor, let's say, the digital development of organizations and public sectors and governments are two things that go hand in hand. Because in a way, this maybe like solves a little bit uh, the chicken and egg problem that sometimes arises now when in the mind, especially of policymakers, I would think, uh, or law and, and lawmakers, when, when it comes to digitalization, which is that many would think, okay, first we need to set out the legal, the legal framework in a proper way, and then we can do the things. Or the alternative approach of let's first do the things and see how it goes, and then we adapt the legal framework to it. Like, how is this mm, not conflict, but let's say this dilemma, in, in a sense, resolved in um, in this in the development of this new methodology to take stock of the situation. Yeah, I think it's not just only our methodology. It's, it's general. Um, what we try to do in projects is also that we build a legal component into the projects so that it runs in parallel because you don't want to have a solution that is not legal in the country to be used. Um, so um, I, I actually I would recommend that our listeners or listeners also tune into the previous uh, podcast episodes with uh, Katrin Newman Metcalf, who has very clearly. Uh, explained um, what kind of uh, obstacles there are, or even like she always says that legal framework is not never an obstacle. So uh, um, it has been quite interesting to also hear her viewpoints, and and I would recommend listening to this. That it legal framework is not really a thing in itself. It um, it kind of um, usually does not even need a lot of effort or it does not need to like a whole new bunch of legal acts uh, to be put in place, but rather really just making sure that that uh, the new way of uh, thinking and doing things is um, is allowed in, in different legal acts. 
Yeah, because I would say that, for example, based also on that podcast, it seems to me that the legal framework at this point can also contain legal enablers, let's say, to the digital transformation uh, road, to the realization of a, of a digital transformation roadmap in the sense that it might not contain like ultra specific uh, provisions on uh, what should be done in what case with what tool, etc. But it should allow in any case for the digital transformation to happen. And then it makes total sense at that point that this is also reviewed at a stage that precedes the development of a digital transformation roadmap. Because indeed, the digital readiness review is done as, how to say, the, the premise, let's say, no, for uh, the development of a digital transformation roadmap, correct? Yeah, so of course, well, there are certain legal acts that we just check whether um, these legal acts exist in the country. And this is usually when it comes to digital identity and telecommunications and uh, different data management and, and so on. But uh, it can be solved in different ways in different countries. So, um, so we are still quite flexible when we review, review these um, acts. The need to review the way we take stock of the situation, where did it come from in the sense? Uh, was it just a restyling or maybe from the experience that you had with certain countries? Let's say there were some of the so-called with the famous formula lessons learned, let's say, that made you that made you think, uh, okay, we need to we need to review this because in this country we noticed this. And if yes, if that's the case, could we mention like some specific examples? Well, I think what I could say is that often countries approach us or some donors approach us with a view that um, they want to, for instance, put in place an interoperability framework or they want to create a solution for, uh, um, I don't know, certain um, uh, certain registers to be put in place or certain services to put in place uh, quite often. And um they they are really they have their eyes on, on eyes on the prize that they want to have the service and maybe like even in like two or three months, but they're not really seeing the whole picture in the sense that what kind of enablers are need to be there to actually provide the service, and uh, this is actually where it's where it all started that so we try to do this quick analysis and this usually also takes like. Um, three to four months to complete. So it's rather quick. Uh, we try to do this quick analysis to really find out uh, what already exists in the country. And this is kind of the the premise for this. Or, or other times countries come to us and say that they want us to help uh, define their digital transformation strategy. And uh, it's not, I mean, they might have some things in mind that what, what could be the strategic goals uh, to have, I don't know, 100 services online and uh, and uh, and so on, but uh, we really need to first uh, define the starting point for all these developments because otherwise you can set whatever whatever objectives uh, that you want, but these might not be attainable in the time frame that you have. So, just to make it clear, so the digital readiness review is something that is requested by a government or like a, an entity or which could be also like a donor organization for a certain project or a private company, no? Yeah, usually there's... The input um, comes from them, let's say. Yeah, the input usually comes from them. So either the country itself approaches us or we cooperate with a donor. So for instance, in the last year or two, we have uh, had very good cooperation with uh, UNDP where we have done a lot of different um, assessments or reviews in the Arab states. 
but we have also worked with other donors and and with countries directly and um, sometimes also focusing on a specific area such as in Montenegro we focused on uh, business relevant e-services and the coordination model in Tunisia we did an analysis uh, related to investment authorities and so it really depends on the on the country so in this sense based on the past experiences with the with the digital assessments and now with the digital readiness review, what were some of the main takeaways, let's say, from the reviews that were carried out so far in the sense? Uh, takeaways, but let's first get to those that are, um, let's say, the hurdles of the governments or of these organizations. What were some of the most common issues identified? Yeah, if I look back on the, I don't know, the latest 10 analysis that we have done, then that we always have some notes or recommendations when it comes to uh, coordination, because this seems to be like the root issue for for um, many other problems that appear uh, when uh, there are some hurdles when it comes to digital transformation. So either the coordination structure is not in place or it's uh, very complicated or it's just simply not very effective. Of course, a lot of countries that we have been working with, they are just at the start of their digital journey. So there's also the issue of having quite poor quality of uh, base registers, uh, which is the population register and business register and uh, land register. Um, of course, uh, some countries are still struggling with the absence of identity in general, and uh, others are trying to figure out the best way to go forward with digital identity. Another, figuring out their identity. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, uh, so definitely, um, I mean, everybody's going mobile these days, and people do have the um, need to get services online as well. But another horizontal topic is uh, digital skills. And this is something we have been really identifying in almost all countries that there are like there's still a lot to do when it comes to both digital skills of public officials, but also the general public. So there's usually recommendations to this as well. And and maybe like the last thing I would say, cybersecurity as well. Usually um, there are quite um, good certs in place uh, that deal with the operational side of cyber incidents, but uh, it's somehow like um, some public officials, um, either they don't have the capacities or they don't have the um, the specific knowledge, but all these cybersecurity topics, they are seen as um, something that the CERT does, but uh, the awareness that it's really up to each and every public official to maintain these security standards and to um, just to have very proper cyber hygiene, uh, this is not yet the everyday, um, the everyday business of how the public sector works in, in many countries. And that, in a sense, also pertains to digital skills in the sense of like being wary of the threats and also of the daily acts that might indeed like expose ourselves or the organizations like to threats. And for example, something connected to this is that I remember that in the, uh, in the Digital Economy and Society Index, so in the European Union, for example, uh, the uh, one of the indicators, one of the macro indicators is exactly like on digital skills. And that's almost always where I don't know, countries have a lot of work to do, let's say, but because indeed that pertains to a transformation or a change that is societal and that it's in a way 
outward looking for the for the public administration itself. So it's not about its inner workings and it's not about changing like uh, the organization within in terms of personnel or coordination between ministries, but it's about indeed like bringing about this like wider change in society in that sense. So to conclude this episode of the podcast, what happens then after the digital readiness review? What is the step? The step right after that. Well, the um, the overall result of this review is that we do this report. We point out the strengths and weaknesses, and we um, also prioritize the next steps to be taken. So usually, this um, analysis informs the further strategy building for the country. Or sometimes we also just propose very specific projects that the government could undertake. And um, often we also, at the end of the process, we do a presentation, sometimes also to the international donor community, for them to pick up certain topics that could be further implemented. And of course, if the country so wishes, then we can also accompany them on this um, path uh, to build this new strategy. And there's also a couple of countries where we actually provide some implementation support to the strategy so that uh, we kind of act as mentors in this process. So so basically, it's a good starting point to inform different other strategic processes. And how do organizations, how can they uh, get to the point of having the digital readiness review? So like, do they, uh, how do they get in touch with us? Well, we have um, all kinds of information on our website. So uh, I think just visit the EGA website and um, and uh, just see where the contacts are and, and uh, send us an email. And reach out. Yes. Marit, thanks a lot. And uh, thanks a lot for joining us today in uh, this episode of the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Federico. And uh, to all our listeners, tune in to the next one and uh, have a nice day. This podcast is brought to you by eGovernance Academy. Tune in on next Wednesday.